Wilkem's Players and Creative Action Unlimited are performing an anonymous theater version of It's a Wonderful Life at the Arts Center of the Capital Region on December 9th at 7.30 p.m. And I'm now joined by Christoph Di Maria, co-founder and director of development at Wilkem's Players. Welcome back. Thank you, Sina. It's wonderful to be here. So let's start with the synopsis. So this is a fun fact. I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. I know, I'm one of the few people. So please tell me, what what is it about? Well, very briefly, it follows the story of George, who is an everyman in the 1940s in the United States, in Bedford Falls, who begins to get disenthused with life and wonders what it might be like without him. There are numerous socioeconomic struggles and internal struggles that surround him and the other people that are close to him in his life. And Joseph and Clarence, angels from on high, decide that they are going to be interlocutors in George's life and show him perhaps a path to personal growth and transformation which takes place. And Clarence might just get his wings and become a real angel. Oh, interesting. The idea of what might like be without you, that's, I feel like, a question that we can all very much relate to. And um, as we mentioned in the beginning, this is an anonymous theater version. What does that mean? Yes. So this is exciting. This has never before happened in the Capital Region, to my knowledge, or my co-director Michael Kennedy's knowledge. This is an experimental form of theater in which there are no rehearsals. The actors have never met. They are simply cast, they take their work home with them and study their part, and then they will deliver their first line from the audience, and only then will they take the stage to be revealed as an actor in this play, and they will learn who else is in the play through the same process. This particular performance is going to be a staged reading a la live radio play, so it's going to have all the trappings of Foley art, which are uh, live produced sound effects. It's going to have live music. And of course, it's going to have a cast of 12 people performing a myriad of roles to retell this beautiful Christmas story. Fascinating. I didn't realize that was a, a thing that existed in theater. And I probably many other listeners are also new to this concept. So why do this for It's a Wonderful Life? Ah, excellent question. So one, it's a very relatable play that folks know. Um, It is one that even if this is a complete and utter disaster, which it could be, and you know, sometimes car wrecks are beautiful, right? So even if it's a disaster, it's going to be so much fun. You know the story, you know what's going to happen. So therefore that allows you to kind of relax into the form of theater that we're presenting and fully immerse yourself in this anonymous world and enjoy it. Um, We love the idea that we're sprinkling a little chaos and uncertainty into what is something that should be like very, you know, cut and dry, same thing done every year. You will never have seen It's a Wonderful Life like this. Especially because this is like the uh, TV program that is every year. So it's like inserting a lot of freshness into this cherished tradition. That's right. I mean, um, a very wise person, our artistic director of Wilkem's Players, Sandra Boynton, told me, with art, you can change two things, form and content. You cannot change them at the same time. 
because then it will become unrecognizable. So we have taken the same content and morphed the form into something that is fresh and new. And I think it breathes new life into it. And also kind of funny to muse on how a play about what life would be like without you begins with anonymity. Yeah. Any audience member could be an actor. Fantastic. My colleague, Carolyn Tennant, she was wondering if there are some critiques of the original version. The original, I believe, is from 1947. Is that right? I do believe that's correct. Um, boy, critique. Or does this new, fresh version allow for like a fresh take to a storyline that might be a little bit dated? I see. So the text has certainly all been pulled from the original script and adapted into this radio play version. I think that the presentation of it means something different in our modern worlds with the contemporary awareness. I mean, one certainly is the, and I'll put a trigger warning out here that we're talking about suicide, um, that George, you know, considers ending his life. And that has had a wonderful support system grow around it in recent years with things like um, 988, which I believe is the suicide hotline. And so that's one critique I would say that like there's a social awareness in addition to this feel-good story. We can also say that the script itself is going to contain some tropes of life in America, of capitalism hard at work in the booming mid-20th century that are going to feel a little stale and going to perhaps uh, turn our minds to seeing where those patterns still exist in the worlds around us and recognizing how they do or do not serve us and realize perhaps that not only does George have the power for great transformation and personal growth through this and this divine intervention, right? Because remember, this is a play that's also seated in the Western Christian canonical tradition with angels and the like, that um, you as people can also band together and become involved. So you mentioned George and the angels. Are those the only characters that are particularly important? And are there also particular scenes that resonate with you or are important? Oh, boy. I mean, no, certainly they are not the only important characters. We have Violet and Mary, um, two of George's predominant relationships. We also have uh, Joseph who is Clarence's senior angel. We have an entire cast of characters that is quite literally the people of Bedford Falls, right? And it's important to remember that George is one of the everymen, right? He is he is part of a community. And so while this is, yes, a story of a middle-aged white man, of which is an overtold narrative, even now, we are getting to the idea that many, many more people surround his life and work with him. Everyone will know the famous bridge scene, and that is obviously very impactful. Um, we can also talk about the boardroom scene in which all of these bank customers who have found themselves kind of at their rope's end are fighting for their lives. And, you know, Look around. We've got uh, the highest rates of inflation that we've ever seen here in this country right now, uh, in, in at least my lifetime. And we have a number of other 
international challenges, though those are certainly not addressed in something like It's a Wonderful Life. And we have um, the struggle of people to just get by simply, whether it's quality of life, whether it's minimum wage, whether it's unionizing and labor. There are a lot of interesting tenets we could pull out of this and explore further where we'd have all the time in the world, Sina. So since I have you, I'm interested, what is it like for you and Michael Kennedy to be creating this? Especially, as you mentioned, the actors don't know who each other are. So you and Michael are the really the connectors of everything. Yeah, it's very weird to be the gatekeeper of all information related to this play as far as the actors and the audience. And the amount of trust that we have in them has grown exponentially simply because we are not having any rehearsals. We have no idea what they're going to bring. We have no influence other than what we have already shared and what we have entrusted to all of these people. And I'll also say entrusted to the audience, because like I mentioned, there's live Foley and music. They're also going to be cue cards in which the audience is going to be able to participate as characters in the stories. This is immersive, this is interactive. Um, and it's it's very fun. It's very exciting. It is a bit standing on the precipice, looking over and feeling yourself held up by just a, a gentle wind. Oh, how lovely. So I'm excited. Uh, where can we find more information about this performance taking place on December 9th at the Arts Center of the Capital Region? Absolutely. So there is an event Facebook page, and that is going to be under It's an Anonymous Wonderful Life. You can also find more information on my social media account at Raliacci, that's R-A-G-L-I-A-C-C-I, as well as the Will Kemp's Players social media handles and website. That's Will Kemp's Players, W-I-L-L-K-E-M-P-E-S, players.com and at Will Kemp's Players, and Creative Action Unlimited, at Creative Action Unlimited, and creativeactionunlimited.com. Christoph, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for exciting us about this upcoming performance. Yes, thank you so much for having us. We look forward to seeing you on December 9th at 7.30 at the Arts Center. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>